Hey friends, welcome to season two of my weekly epiphany, where my guests and I share the epiphanies that come from our personal journeys. You'll get to hear my thoughts on a wide range of topics from pop culture to social justice issues to simply navigating life as a millennial. I'm your creator and host, author Bethany Epiphany, and it is my pleasure to welcome you back. Hey friends, congratulations on making it through to another week. Thank you for tuning in. It is your creator and host, Bethany Epiphany. Um, Shout out to the three-day weekend. Amen. Um, I needed it. But how have you all been? Um, I am well. I don't have any interesting life updates, but I do have a podcast update. I will be changing the name of the podcast starting in March. My weekly epiphany is cool, but having a weekly podcast is a lot right now. So I'll be scaling back to every other week, um, every other Monday. So the title of the show will be changing simply to I Am Epiphany, um, but that's starting um, in March. But this podcast episode is in recognition of Valentine's Day. So my epiphany this week was sparked by the holiday weekend. So this episode will be focusing um, on dating. Shout out to all the lovers who celebrated this weekend. Shout out to all of my single homies or single people. Sometimes Valentine's Day serves as an uncomfortable reminder that you are romantically unattached. But don't sink into that negative abyss, friend. It is one day. (laughs) Um, Don't let it get you down. Before I bring on my special guest, in honor of Valentine's Day, um, I wanted to read a personal dating story that I share in my book, my dating book, Don't Fall Prey. So uh, sit back and relax. It is story time. So I had an experience with a guy who clearly wanted nothing except to randomly text me at his leisure. During the spring, I met this guy, we'll call him Michael, at a fancy awards luncheon in downtown Los Angeles. Michael and his friend, we'll call him Ben, spotted me across the room while dining at another table and eagerly approached my table and engaged me in idle chit chat. They harped on how nice I looked along with other inquiries about who I was. Ben suggested that we should all hang out some time, to which I agreed, and Ben and I exchanged numbers. Even though I had wished that Michael had asked for my number, I wasn't opposed to staying in contact with Ben because he seemed like a cool guy I could be friends with. Ben texted me as soon as I left the event saying it was nice to meet me and that we should stay in touch. I told him it was nice meeting him as well and that we should definitely stay connected. I asked him to tell Michael to stay in touch as well. Fast forward three months later, it's the 4th of July. I get a text from a number I don't recognize and ask who it is. It was Michael. Needless to say, I had completely forgotten about him and was surprised to hear from him. He asked me what I was doing for the holiday and vice versa. The conversation was short and light. I didn't expect to hear from Michael again, nor did I really care. But he texted me about every three weeks since the 4th of July. And the conversations were always extremely short and light. Our texting didn't bother me. However, I began to ask myself, what does he want? 
why does he continue to randomly hit me up? So when he texted me recently, I decided to ask him. Michael texted me on a Thursday morning at 2.34 a.m. Highly questionable hours, I know. Since he texted so late, or so early, I should say, I didn't respond until I woke up and was getting ready for work. But was what was even more random was the fact that he texted me a link to a song on SoundCloud. He didn't preface his text with a greeting. He didn't ask how I was. He literally just sent me the link. Trying to gain some clarity, I asked him if he made music. And he said no, but that he had made a playlist. A playlist, girl. Again, very random. So I responded to Michael and I said, You know, Michael, there's been a question I've been meaning to ask you. Don't get offended. But what exactly do you want from me? Michael, not sure how to answer. Me, no worries. Don't take this the wrong way, but since there's nothing you want, there's really no need to hit me up until you know. With my last text, I thought I had ended our communication. In other words, I had said goodbye to him and his confusion. I was wrong. Michael texted me back at 9.55 p.m., nearly 13 hours later, and this is what he said. Why do I have to want anything in particular? Michael had no idea of the jewel he had just given me. Within his question lies one of the many issues that come with our current dating situation. People don't want anything in particular. Men specifically have been given the option to interact with women without wanting any meaningful connection or having any genuine interest, even if the woman they're interacting with does. But why do women allow this? What is the point in entertaining someone who simply doesn't care enough? What's the point? So I responded to Michael. Why do you have to want anything in particular? Really? Because you should, Michael. You should want something. Do you want to be acquaintances, friends, date? Do you just want to talk? Do you want to get to know me? Do you simply want attention? What is it exactly? You see, there are intentions and reasons behind our actions, whether we are aware of them or not, no matter how big or small the action. So my question to you is, what are your intentions with me? As a matter of fact, let's backtrack. I was on a roll, honey. And there was no stopping me at this point. Michael responds, let's not, Beth. Relax. Me. I'm not mad, Michael, honestly. Just confused. You hit me up months after we first met. And since then, you've texted me every couple of weeks or as soon as I've forgotten about you. We have yet to talk on the phone and have a real conversation. There has been no plan to meet up face to face and our texting is short and basic. Frankly, Michael, there is nothing that you want from me. Your actions make that clear. And I have no personal issue with you. I'm not upset at all. I just don't have time for people who don't want anything from me and who add nothing to my life. If you were interested, your actions would have shown that. But all your actions have shown thus far is that I'm an afterthought. Someone to reach out to when you're bored. And honestly, who has time for that? We're too old for this, don't you think? If you want friendship, cool. But until you know what you want, there is no point in randomly texting me every couple of weeks. Don't mistake this text for anger. I just had to let you know. Good night, Michael. I wish you well. 
I don't think you're a bad guy. You're just one of the many guys who have been allowed by women to unapologetically loiter in their space. And as you put it, not want anything in particular. Peace. Now, I'm sure Michael was not expecting all that I unleashed on those text messages, and he probably thinks I'm crazy. However, I felt it was necessary to address his actions directly and to not allow him to skate by simply because I wanted to preserve my cool and feared coming off as crazy or upset or as another angry black woman. At that point, I didn't care. I had to say something. I was tired of his peekaboo antics popping in and out of my mental space. Let me tell you, friends, it felt good to be so direct and honest. It felt good to set both myself and Michael free from his pointless, aimless pacing back and forth within my personal turf because it was becoming annoying. And listen, ladies, you have a right to seek clarification. There's nothing wrong with asking a man where you stand with him, especially if he's sending mixed signals. If asking that question scares him off, then boy bye. If he feels uncomfortable and chooses to fade away instead of having an honest conversation, then he's not the person you need to be around. You have a right to not have your time wasted. And it's amazing how women feel they must silence their desire for clarification simply because they fear chasing the man away. Meanwhile, we are left in limbo, wanting more, but too scared to ask for it. Yet the man gets exactly what he wants, which is a woman he gets to enjoy, but doesn't have to commit to, be consistent with, or truly love. Well, fuck that, okay? I'm saying what I want, and I'm going to ask where I stand. My time is my life, and I will not spend my life in limbo for anyone. Um, and that's just a personal story um, from my life. Um, it's a personal story uh, that I included in my dating book, Don't Fall Prey. And Don't Fall Prey, it's filled with personal advice, stories from other women, um, and different dating topics from talking about sex, dating younger men versus older men, to my dating experience as a black woman. It brings a variety of topics that you that get you thinking and spark conversation. So you can pick up your copy at Amazon or BethanyEpiphany.com. Um, my special guest this week is full of dating advice and wisdom, and he will be joining me in conversation right after the break. Stay tuned. Oh, snap. Hello. There he is. It's the man, the myth, the legend. Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> sure. It's so good to hear your voice. I know, how are you? You know what? I'm good considering all things, but you know, I've hit like a pandemic wall where I'm just like, I'm over it. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to move past that wall, but how are you? I'm doing well. Um, I'm trying to take, you know, you know me. I'm trying to take the, the best out of situations as much as possible. Um, so just trying to enjoy the the opportunity and time to, you know, spend more time with the family, you know, directly and not be running, you know, around like with a chicken with my head cut off and all that stuff. <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been real settling for me, which has been 
um, really beneficial. It's one of the times in my life that I haven't, like, I've had time to, like, really reflect and kind of sit in the moment. So I'm trying to enjoy it as much as I can, even though, because I know the moment that I say, okay, I want to go, you know, I want to be back outside, and then I'm back outside running around like crazy. I'm like, man, I wish I had that alone time. So we'll see. Look at you taking it in stride. I'm like, that's my friend. <laughs> and so I'm just like, let me get Jeff on. <laughs> Talk about some loving, huh? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I need to have him on here. No, no, you got me. Like I said, whenever you call, you know I'm there. You know I'm there. <laughs> Stop. You don't get me all emotional. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, friends. So it is now time for me to introduce my special guest. My special guest for this week is Jeffrey Dolio. Jeffrey is a native Angelino, born and raised in Inglewood, California. For the past decade, he has worked in higher education and is now the Director of Black Student Services at LMU, Loyola Marymount University. And Jeffrey is currently in his final year of his doctoral program at USC. In his free time, Jeffrey enjoys playing basketball, watching classic TV show reruns like Martin, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and My Wife and Kids, and spending time with his friends, his parents, and his sister. Jeffrey has been in a loving relationship with his queen for the past 11 years and married for the last four. Please welcome Jeffrey. Wow. Wow. That's that's a great intro. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's all you, brother. Man, Lord, it's different when you hear somebody else say it. <laughs> it's different. You, you know what? It's one of my the favorite parts of my podcast is reading out an intro and hearing the response of my guests. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, sometimes we just don't take that moment to realize how far we've come yeah like it's it's amazing it's kind of it's and just the thing like you just keep moving day to day you don't really sit back to kind of you know accept those moments where you're like man yeah i got a lot i got a lot of stuff i did i guess jeffrey you have done a lot i was like thinking about my friends or whatever and i'm like you know what i got some good people i'm like we out here you know what i'm saying but you know you are who you attract so you know what that comes from all you that's all you see jeffrey you don't don't start preaching now. You gonna you gonna make me get the Holy Spirit before we even you know get into it. <laughs> um, but as usual, I like to talk about how I know my guests. And I met Jeffrey at LMU during our undergraduate years. I do not recall the actual day like we met or anything. I feel like I met you with juice I, I say juice in them and <laughs> and actually you know what actually it was Keisha yeah. our good friend Keisha um told me about this group of young black men who were freshmen and at the time we were sophomores so she's like girl yeah you know I met these <laughs> these nice men they, they're the, I call them the boys. They're just so nice. I love them. I love them. And I'm like, okay, That's girl, great. like we get it. <laughs> listen, Keisha was riding for y'all. That's my girl. And listen, Freaky, shout out to Freaky. Yeah. <laughs> but she, um, 
sang your praises, all of y'all. Um, and so at some point we met, but that's how I know Jeffrey. And um, ever since, listen, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, once you find some good people, you know, you, you stick with them. Yeah, that's like 13, 14 years right there. Oh, see, Start putting the numbers on things, right? Oh, Lord have mercy. Has it been that long? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy, Jeff. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, but I wanted to have this conversation with Jeffrey. Um, for those listening, you know, this is being posted on February 15th. So it's the day after Valentine's Day. And so why not have a conversation with, you know, one of the homies? Mm-hmm. Not only do I respect Jeff and his, you know, opinions, um, but he is a married man. He has some insight. And honestly, I've been dying to talk to Jeff ever since my book signing where, you know, Jeff blessed me with his presence and he was a part of the conversation. And I was like, I need to get Jeffrey. <laughs> we need to have a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. You know, anything that you do, um, I want to be a part of and just be attached to because um, you're such an amazing person as a whole and so i thank you for this time the opportunity and i'm excited like i said about our conversation today and like i said i i'm not you know the end all be all i could just tell you based off of my experiences the things you know that i know and i experience things like that so i'm excited thank you for having me absolutely so we're gonna dive into it and so my first question is i just wanted you to you know talk about your experience uh, dating as a black man. I talk a lot about, you know, my experience dating as a black woman, but I just want to hear what your experience has been, any challenges, anything um, positive about your dating life as a black man. Um, my experiences as a black man, I think as far as dating, it's been, uh, it's been interesting. Like it's been, I've been in places where, you know, I've been in that mode of wanting, you know, to date and, you know, see what's out there. Then I've also been in modes where I just want to kind of just kick it with a friend and kind of have that space. And so I guess dating and the the term of dating has really um, changed over the years, I guess, in a way. And so, um, but, you know, I've had a little bit of everything. I've had, you know, aggressive women that have, you know, said, hey, you know, <laughs> let's go out on a date. <laughs> and I've also had those, <laughs> those women who I've had to, you know, pursue a little bit harder and um, to get those opportunities. But I, to me, I, I always love like dating, like in that space, um, because I really feel like it's that opportunity for you to kind of fill out people and kind of get to know people um, in the space um, that you're looking for. Um, and you, sometimes you get to, you know, get, you know, amazing new individuals in your life, whether that's on a romantic level or if it's just on a, a friend base and things like that. So you get to meet new people. But um I've uh, had a lot of uh, ranges of women who have tried, you know, to go through the dating process with me as well, too. So that's also been one of the interesting things, I guess, about being a black man, I guess, in my experiences. I've had, you know, much older women and who wanted to, to date and I've had you know, younger women or whatever who have wanted to date and things like that. So it's just kind of interesting, the dynamic of dating and in this space, at least it was for me. 
Shoot, it sounds like you've had a buffet of options. Uh, no, nah, not really. Like I said, I, I think it also just kind of goes into kind of how you define like dating. You know what I'm saying? It's it's that that word is very tricky depending on you know who the individual is and you know how they how they deem that word. So um but yeah, like I've had I wouldn't say that I've had like a buffet of options. Like that's <laughs> I'm just this jerk over here, things like that. But you know, I, I, like I said, I'm a very social person, and, and you know that. And I just love um, being around people and, and enjoying each other's company. So, so I mean, I think that's an interesting point. I mean, words mean things, and oftentimes we have our own definition or understanding of what a word means. So, what does dating mean to you? Well, to me is as it's the first form of courtship. Um, so in in my stance, if I'm if I'm actually dating a woman, I think I'm I'm going into it with that intention of looking for that, you know, those qualities that I'm looking for in a mate. Um, that's not necessarily saying that everybody that I hang out with I'm dating, you know what I mean? And I think sometimes that's where things kind of get a little uh misconstrued, like you can you know, hang out with a friend in your mind that you're thinking is a friend and, and it not be considered a date. Um, and so I guess it's just really about the intentionality behind it. Um, what is your goal, like going into this opportunity of how you're hanging out with this individual? Like what's the mindset behind that? And so um, that's kind of how I think about it. Like everybody has a different, you know, way of perceiving that. Um, but for me, I think that's what's worked best for me and my, my experiences. Interesting. And I, I would agree with that as well. Um, I mean, you're basically distinguishing dating from courtship. Mm -hmm. And so how would you define courting a woman? Courting a woman is like, I'm putting like 110%. Like I know this is the person that I want to further a move into a, a further deeper relationship with. And so I believe the, Everything from the time and energy that you put into that courtship, um, how you um, operate with maintaining that relationship and fostering that relationship um, over time is all a part of courtship. Um, I think courtship is really that beginning stage of like going into like a full blown relationship. Um, dating. I don't think dating really is that, I guess, in my mind. Um Dating is really just that exploratory phase where you just, you know, that's how you, you hear people all the time say, well, I'm dating multiple people. And in some people's mind, they're like, how is that possible? Like, how can you be dating multiple people? But um, some people really look at it as a way of just hanging out with individuals, just getting to know people. And where, where you get in that courtship, I think it's at that phase where it's like, OK, I think I have a strong idea and understanding of who this individual is. And I think I really want to further this and see if it can be. Um, something that's maybe taken to a you know romantic level and things like that. Interesting. Okay, so for you, dating is the exploration phase. Yeah. There is no commitment involved. You are simply a, a searcher. You are, you know, frolicking through the fields. <laughs> you are enjoying, you know, uh, meeting different people, multiple people. So, and then you have courtship, which is you are focused on one person mm -hmm. and you are working 
towards something that's committed. I guess my question would be like, what would be the difference, difference between yeah. like and courtship I, and being in a committed relationship? That's a great thing. I think I think for me, I think it's more of the focus. Um, I don't think that you could fully court one individual if you're focused on multiple individuals. If that makes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what dating kind of allows for you to do. Like dating, you just, you know, hey, one week, one, you know, one day I'm going out to dinner with this individual. Next day I'm going out with this person. I, it's hard for me to think that you can fully focus on that one um, in a space where you're thinking about taking it to whatever that next level is, which is, you know, a relationship or however people want to define that. And so I think really it's just like I said earlier, kind of like the intentionality and kind of like that focus on that one individual and, and building that partnership or that relationship with that person is a little bit different than dating because dating is just is in dating. I also believe is real surface level um, things courting. I think you get a little bit deeper into the psyche and individual that you're looking at trying to further that into. And now mind you courtship is one of those things now where it's probably a term that a lot of people don't use. Like a lot of sometimes for some people dating is the courtship phase, you know what I mean? So it just all depends on the individual, but I, I don't know, kind of, kind of old school in that facet where I kind of enjoy the courtship and the, you know, thrill of the chase and being able to, you know, wine and dine an individual and try to, you know, make her feel special in that space. See, Jeff, you definitely are old school. This is true. <laughs> And this is why we love you. And for me, I'm like, well, if we're courting, it sounds like we are together, right? Uh, depends. Depends. Ooh, ooh, that is depends. Because oh, I can say you can court somebody, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are in a relationship. But you, you like, I, I see what you're saying. Your your thought pattern is. If I'm giving you, investing you all that time and that energy in that one person, then we go together. <laughs> you know, it's uh, depending on the individual, it could be that or it could be getting to the understanding of if this is something that I want to further in that space. And so it's not necessarily for some people it is, for some people it's not. Like for me, courtship is for me in my mindset, courtship is you, my girlfriend. Like that's the same thing to me. Um, I've invested my time and my energy in this one relationship, and I want to see how this goes. So, but for some people, that courtship may not be that. It might be another step that they got to take before they say, you know, will you be my girlfriend or whatever the case is. I see. Mm-hmm. So you're using those two words interchangeably. Yeah. Interchangeably. Absolutely. Yes. Like I said, I'm old, I'm, I'm old school, so I keep using courtship. I should probably mean a relationship. I should probably say that. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's Welcome to 2021. <laughs> Welcome to 2021. That's a six-year-old coming out of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeffrey is a 60-year-old, but we love him. That's why we love him. <laughs> and it makes sense because I'm like, you ain't just going to be whining and dining me. Right. <laughs> this ain't solidified. And then, I ain't go, yeah, I ain't about to be whining and dining you and, and, and ain't going nowhere either. That's a waste of my money and stuff too. Work hard for nuggets. Listen, that's, that's the thing too. Like when people are talking about, you know, dating and, you know, dating multiple people, which is perfectly fine. I would think that on the guy's end, it gets kind of pricey after a while. So I would think you'd be, you know, yeah, I mean, there's only quick. so long you can frolic. But I also think too that it also depends on the individual. You can you can date individuals differently, if that makes sense. So 
you could have an idea in your head of like, yo, this one's probably the one that I'm leaning towards. So I'm gonna give her a little bit more of the, you know, we're gonna go out to the movies and dinner and stuff like that. Where this one, I'm like, uh, she might be it, but I'm not sure. But just in case, we just gonna, you know, have some pizza at the crib or something like that. You know what I mean? So it's it's different, you know, people kind of have ideas to kind of balance that financial area. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Listen, I have so many thoughts. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. (laughs) What I'm here for. So many thoughts, but we're going to come back to some of those thoughts. Um, Since we're talking about dating, Mm -hmm. um, what are a couple of dating faux pas or no-nos that you've seen both men and women make? Ooh. I think the first thing is, and I don't want to say this is a negative, um, but just like I said, in that dating space is just, is just really different, but like going in with like heavy expectations um, mm-hmm. and not in the sense of saying like you, remove your morals or your moral compass or anything like that as it comes to relationship or dating, but just going in there with an expectation of what you're going to get out of it. Like, so I'm going into this relationship and so-and-so asked me out, we're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend or, or we're going to get married and have 16 kids Like from this one. Like, no, that may not be the case, but you got to leave yourself open enough to be able to engage with the individual and actually get to learn somebody. And a lot of times, both men and women go into it with uh, one expectation and it clouds their judgment on what they're able to either learn or grow from that individual. Um, communication is another thing that, that usually falls by the wayside during the dating space. Um, a lot of times individuals just can't communicate properly to, with one another in, in that space. And especially during that exploratory phase. Um, let's see what else. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think of other faux pas that might happen. Um, for men being late, it's not a good one. <laughs> not a good thing to do time um, and stay committed. Um, but yeah, those are some of the things that I can kind of think of just like as a general aspect that both men and women fall into um, when it comes to kind of faux pas with that piece. Yeah, I think what you said about expectations is very true. And, um, you know, putting so much on one person and you just met them and what you said before, like this is about to be boo and we about to be together. And it's only like your third date. Right. (laughs) I think people need to separate. Like also, I think like a lot of times people like come into the next relationship thinking that they're still mentally in the other relationship. If that makes sense. So like you, you come into the space and in your mind, you may have been in a six-month relationship, you know, previously, but you're dating this new individual. But in your mind, you think that this individual is the person that you've been dating for six months. So if you, all I need is another year or so, we should be married, right? No, this is a brand new individual, um, brand new thought process, and and um, you're working to grow and build up that relationship with that individual, that new person. Right. You don't want to carry you know, something from your past relationship into the new one or, you know, in terms of 
you know, certain, certain expectations like you were talking about. And I feel like one, one of the biggest faux pas that you mentioned was um, this poor communication. And I feel like underneath that communicative piece is simply this lack of honesty, mm-hmm. right? So um, it's not that, well, I mean, in many instances, people are, you know, need help with communication, but I think also it's just, I don't want to be honest about what it is mm-hmm. I really want. And like, so for example, for some men, I feel like it's a matter of, I don't want to be honest with, by the fact that, you know, I'm just dating right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I just want access to you. Um, I just want us to chill because I know if, if I tell her that, then she will get mad and I've lost my access to this person that I want access to. Exactly. And I also think too, what on the flip side of that, which I like to tell a lot of people is that that honestly actually gives you the freedom to continue to move forward within whatever the situation is. Because one of the biggest thing that you can always say is that you are completely upfront with that individual during that process. Now, whether they choose to stay or go, you know, walk away, choose another, you know, thing, then that's completely up to them. But at least within yourself, you understand that you're operating in a space, um, especially as men in a relationship where you're being honest and upfront. But also in the same breath, like the thing about dating um, and kind of the sucky part about dating, but, and it kind of falls into the communication piece is that you're really getting the like absolute best of an individual. Like you're getting the the perfect side of them. And so a lot of times when you're getting that perfect side of them, they're not, like you said, going to reveal some of those opportunities to be more honest and be more in depth and, and be really true to who they really are because they're going to give you this hundred percent, you know, <laughs> this is the, this is who you can expect every single day of your life when, you know, we all know that that's not the case. Exactly. Right. So you have to get past that and really be able to, um, see as many sides of that person um, as you possibly can um, and communicate honestly Mm -hmm. uh, because when you're not only do you allow yourself that freedom to move how you want to move you're giving that you're allowing that person to choose absolutely you know um, when you're not being communicative when you're trying to hold back in an attempt to hold on to someone it's like you're not giving them the freedom to choose you've chosen for them. And, you know, sometimes, you know, well, when you're honest, you can be surprised by the response that you get. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. you know. And nowadays, it's 2021. Uh, you have women that's going to probably respond back to you and say the same thing. Like, I'm dating people, too. So, I'm sure what <laughs> you about. So, you know, it, it's surprising what, you know, the situation that you receive. But like you said, it, it allows you to prevent those, you know, having to run around, check your phone, you know, you gotta make sure your phone turned over if you with somebody else and somebody else is calling and all that other stuff. It just puts both individuals at ease. And I think it's a great icebreaker as it relates to dating because it shows that level of, of honesty that, you know, both individuals have coming into the relationship or at least the dating phase um, as they're working to build something. Exactly. And I think with everything being exposed and put on the table, both sides have to know what it is that they want, right? So if you just look in a frolic, let 
let that be the case. If you want something more serious, you know, you say that, you be honest about that. But I think um, also getting clarity about what it is that you want um, and being honest, right? So, so many times we can be like, oh, you know what? I really want to be in a relationship right now. And so, you know, is that something you really want right now? Are you ready for that right now? You might just want to date. Um, you might just want to date right now. You probably want to hang with mm-hmm. some people and just kick it, have fun, you know, go out and do a couple of things, but you don't want anything that's attached like that. And that's perfectly okay. But you have to be, like you said, honest with yourself and know where you're at in the space of your life to be able to do that. Right. And not feel um, certain pressures. Um which I think many of us feel um, certain dating pressures. Um, And with that, I wanted to ask you, I mean, in my dating experience and with talking to other friends and whatnot, it just feels like women are ready to commit more so than men Mm. um, or sooner than men are. Um, and I'm think I want to know, do you agree with that? Um, and if so, why do you think women are ready to commit sooner than men are? Uh, I think I'm like in the middle. Like, I, I, I definitely agree. I think that women um, are are ready to commit maybe sooner than men. However, at this in the same breath, I also believe that men are ready to commit a lot earlier than they really want to admit if that makes sense, you know what I mean? And so a lot of men, um, and I think it's attributed to a lot of different things, you know, partially to how um, how some of us are raised. I mean, from the uncles to, you know, some dads and things like that, you know, saying, you know, go out there and sow your, your, your oats and all that other stuff and all those different sayings that we get um, growing up being, you know, it's, it's kind of ingrained in us early on to go out, um, live our life and then come back and settle down, you know, at a later date and not to do that early on. And so um, I think it kind of falls into that. It also falls into um, examples of what that looks like, like what does commitment actually look like, um, how to actually do that, you know, and, and I think that's one of the big things as well, as well is that, you know, it's easier to when you have that one side of that uncle that's saying, go out and, you know, have fun, don't settle down. And then you have that example of that individual who did settle down and is living an amazing life and having a great life and things like that as well, too. So it's a it's a difference in that space. But I think a lot of time with men, I think that we're ready a lot earlier than we just want to admit. We want to feel like we're young. We, we want to feel like we're still out there. But also in the same breath, commitment take work commitment takes and it is a commitment you know and so a lot of times um men don't want to some men don't really want to want to do that or or don't want to stay through the thick and thin of things and i think sometimes um that's could be some of our downfall but i also think that a lot of men just don't trust themselves enough to be able to say like you know i could do this i could do this and i'm okay with doing this um and and, and leading in that way mm. Yeah, I think you make a valid point. Um, And when you're talking about examples um, and seeing it in front of you, I think that's something that's really important. And 
thinking, just thinking about our culture and thinking about, you know, hip hop music. And it's all about, you know, the more women you have, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the higher you are seen in society yeah. or something. It's like the more women you have is what makes you a man. You know, as we, as you continue to grow up and you start growing up with those artists and things like that that are saying them, if you turn around and flip it now, they're the ones that are like, super highly committed to their you know wives or whatever the situation is right now so it's like it's uh it's funny like to hear those lyrics and things like that but then you look at their lifestyle and even they realize that they needed that one person that they could be you know locked in with you know for the rest of their life and things like that right and i'm like how you gonna misdirect Mm -hmm. a whole generation (laughs) But you got wifey in the back right. holding you down. Right, right. Because it's all entertainment. And I think that's what we have to continue to instill into, you know, the next generation. That that's, that's all entertainment. It's just like if you go watch a movie and you walk out and you realize that it, the little clown thing ain't real. Uh, it's, it's a movie. It's entertainment. Same goes for music. And so that shouldn't be the thing that is directing your life and your path. You have to be a, you have to be an adult. You got to be a grown man and make your own decisions for your own self. That's going to be best for you. Mm. And that that's the thing. Our young people are getting, you know, swept away um, with this idea or this concept and um, tying it in with their manhood. And like, this makes me man because I got all these women and, um, I don't know. It's just, it's more reflective of lack of self-confidence, lack of self-awareness. Like when you have an understanding of who you are, you don't need, you know, women frolicking around to validate who you are because you know who you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. And like I said, I'm not also in this space where, you know, and I tell a lot of people as well too, you know, that, you know, marriage ain't for everybody either. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm a strong advocate for that. Like, and I'd rather people be in a space and I, I, that will kind of cross over more to that's for men. I tell, I tell young men that I talk to a lot, that whole thing, young and old men, shoot, honestly, I tell them about that, but even for women as well too, like, you know, there's a, there's a lot that comes with being a wife and being committed to, you know, a man in that whole space as well too. And, you know, sometimes, you know, women fall into the space where they want to have that commitment or that level of, of commitment in that way, just to say, Hey, I'm this or that I'm married or whatever the case is. However, there's a lot of things that they end up going and finding the wrong mate that's willing to give them that title, but it's not really able to give them the actual experience that they're looking for. And sometimes that could be worse than being out here by yourself on your own. Mm, that's so true. You know, the fear of being alone of, or quote unquote, being alone. Um, uh, the idea of needing to have a man can have you fall uh, prey to something that um, is not in your best interest. And when you're talking about, you know, marriage isn't for everyone. I agree. I agree. But, but that takes a lot of, knowing yourself right and i feel like there isn't enough or you know the representation isn't as strong this idea of commitment and being a husband and and a loving father and all those things so if all you're seeing is 
you know, this type of fast life and all these women, you could be uh, deterred from this idea of, of marriage simply because you haven't been exposed to, you know, the positives or the benefits of that. So it's like, are you sure marriage isn't for you or have you just been indoctrinated by um, our, our society or our culture? Um, So I feel like that takes a level of, of self-awareness and that really asking yourself certain questions, you know, um, because it's, it's cute in the beginning, you know, cause you like, you know, I'm good. I don't need nobody. And then you, you turn, you turn 45 and you, you know, being at the club ain't cute no more. Start looking around like that's the one that left. (laughs) And I think the lines as well have been like blurred too of what, you know, and I think that's what kind of lends more me more into, you know, marriage not being for everybody. It's just because, like, sometimes it just, you know, for some individuals, it's dating and being married, like, or being single, whatever the case is. It's like there's no difference sometimes, and so, and I mean that sometimes in a in a negative light. You know what I mean? Like, you know, some people the things that they were doing, you wouldn't know if they were married or single by how they move. You know what I mean? And so that may work for, for some individuals, but some people are expecting that to be like, Oh, that's how their relationship is. So mine going to be like that too. So let's go ahead and get married and we'll be all right. <laughs> like that's what they doing, but that's not how technically how everybody's situation works. Exactly. So, I mean, it just really comes again with that level of, of awareness, understanding, having an understanding of what, being in a committed relationship is or even what marriage is and knowing where you are, where you fall and like what you're prepared to give. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see, (laughs) but that's just, you know, interesting to think about. And you mentioned something where you were talking about like your dating experience and how you were approached by some, aggressive women some women who were older some women who were younger and i'm just wondering um how do you feel about women initiating with men uh personally i'm not a i'm not opposed to it and the reason why i said that is just for my um sentiments is that i i'm not really like a the super super aggressive dude when it comes to like like talking to to women in that space like i'm not like the i've never been the guy like in the club like running around like like let me get your number and like (laughs) following you around and stuff like that i've never been that individual like a lot of times the people that i've come in contact in spaces like that um it's been more on a just like a commonality that we like came across like uh she dropped something i picked it up and handed it to her or um standing at a bar or something like that or some type of place getting a drink and laughing about something that happened you know what i mean like more natural things um and so with that being said like um uh, women who who are aggressive like and when i mean aggressive it's just more like forthcoming in a way of just like um initiating conversation i haven't really ever been opposed to that um i'm always usually still the one that kind of pushes the the narrative of of like actually physically like going out on a date or anything like that. So I haven't had anybody like come out and be like, you gonna take me out on a date? Like I haven't had nobody do that. <laughs> or 
that space. Um, but starting a conversation and things like that, I have I have no no problem with that. Um, I think when it, after that point in time, I think um, I do like for the woman to allow me to then continue or foster that relationship from that point forward. But I'm not opposed to to women being aggressive in those spaces and trying to reach out and get to know. I, I honestly appreciate that. At least let me know that um, um, that you're interested in me. You know what I mean? I'm not just over here shooting my shot for no reason. <laughs> Listen, I agree. I agree. Because I always say that, you know, men are not mind readers. And it's unfair to put that them in that position to to be a mind reader. And I feel like, you know, especially when it comes to black women, we can stare at you like you got a booger in your nose, but then we be in the group chat like, girl, he is fine. You know what I'm saying? And he would never know. He would never know. And so I'm just like, yo, you can initiate. You can just say, hi, how you doing? Or, you know. Initiation has different levels. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, you know, saying to go over there and, you know, like you said, like, or grab him by the neck or something be like that. Be like, yo, you going to talk to me? Like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but there's little things, there's little subtle things that uh, a woman can do to, to show a level of interest. Um, I've had a little bit of it all from, like, the the, the accidental brush. Like, uh, it's a whole open uh, hallway, but you just so happen to close the <laughs> Oops, I'm sorry. Like, you know, so all that stuff is interesting to me and it's fun. It's fun. It's uh it's it's a story that you could tell later on. So um I definitely am not opposed to it. Like I think it's I think it's needed because like you said, we're in a space now where um you know a lot of things can be can be misunderstood or mis uh, misconstrued as it relates to initiating, you know, um a conversation or trying to get to know somebody on how they're addressed and so it's easier when, you know, both parties are kind of can give those opportunities to find that they're both interested and to be able to have that more organically. Right, exactly. And um, I'm thinking about, um, you know, the word consent has been, you know, a huge word that, you know, it's now part of people's vocabulary and um, a part of consent is, you know, is communicating um, an interest or a lack of interest. Um, there, there, you know, it goes deeper and everything, but it just got me thinking about that as you were, as you were talking and, um, letting women know that it's okay to say, Hey, it's okay. I'm, and I think sometimes women confuse it or think I'm talking about chasing a man. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not talking about chasing. I'm just saying you can let the person know that, you like them yeah. or you would like to get to know them more. Like it don't, I'm not talking about, you know, chasing him down, calling him 20 times a day, yeah. like leading with sex. Yeah. Like I'm not talking about that. Um, so I just, you know, wanted to get your thoughts on that. I also wanted to know, um, how do you feel about age? Mm. Like, I feel like, when I'm talking to my guy friends, they have no issues in regards to age. Mm-hmm. Um, they can date someone older. It doesn't really phase them. Uh, but with some of my girlfriends, it's like, no, like this person cannot be younger. Um, they have to fall within a certain range. 
Um, so what are your thoughts on that? I think it all depends on the individual. Um, I think a lot of times when you probably hear women saying that, I think it's more comes more from a developmental type of background when they say, you know, you know, guys aren't that age aren't developed in mentally enough to be able to to handle me and be with me and all kind of stuff like that. So I think it always depends. Um I've always been an advocate just in my own experiences of being relatively around my same age. Um and the people that I've, you know, talked to or, or things like that, they've always relatively been around the same age as me. Uh, part of that could be because of um um just our our location, our locale, we're just so close together. Um, but it also, I think it's just because of the, I, I want to be involved with somebody who, you know, likes and enjoys the things that I enjoy as well too, or participate in the things that I participate in or have the same type of lifestyle in that space. Um, and so I've never really been a strong component of like super like older women for me. I'm saying goes for people, women that are younger than me. It's not something that I shy away from or anything like that. It's just something that I've never really had a true, true experience of wanting to like say like, I never put parameters on it. I guess if that's that's probably a better uh, term. I kind of took everybody as the individual of who they were and then applied it from there. But I never said like went into a situation where like I'll never do this and I'm never going to do that because like I said, I think that's a very definite type of you limit yourself and the people that you're able to interact with. Um, now, I also don't think that on the flip side, you should be like, oh, I'm going to get somebody that's older than me or I'm going to get somebody that's younger than me. Uh, I was fortunate enough to find somebody that was three days younger than me. So I guess my situation is a little bit different. Uh, and so it's just different in the dynamic of what your relationship will be. Also, uh, the mindset of how you go into it and what the, once again, going back to the word expectations, um, what those expectations are um, for that individual that's at that particular age and things like that. Um, because you could be with somebody that's, you know, five, 10 years older than you, but they have uh, the mindset of a seven year old. <laughs> baby like so what does that do for you you know what i'm saying like what does that do for you just holding yourself in there and vice versa you know you can miss out on a young prominent powerful individual um that may be a couple years younger than you with that mindset of just saying i'm never gonna uh, date somebody that's younger and those can come from own individual experiences and also stories that have been told from you know other people that's been around your circle Yo, I'll be honest, I definitely, you know, crossed out a few people because they were younger than I was. Mm -hmm. That's natural. That's like, you know, you growing up, you growing up, you in like fifth grade, you're like, man, I'm not about to be going with no third grader, no fourth grader or something like that. Like, it's just that mindset. It just continues to follow us. Or like, I'm in high school. I'm a senior. I'm not about to be going with no freshman. Like, you know, it's those thoughts. So it's uh, it's, it's natural. But I think it's just something that as you get older, you grow and you kind of meet more individuals. I think it's a way that you can kind of work your way out of that situation. Yeah, I think so, too. I think as you get older, you understand that older does not mean wiser. Oh. Younger does not mean uh, dumber or, you know, um, uh, immature and that there are exceptions to those age uh, parameters that we that we've put out there. You also got to do evaluation on yourself too, because you may not be at the age that you think that you at. <laughs> too. So you know what I mean. So we, we got to do some old little self evaluations at the same time too. That's all I'm saying. Like we might be thinking that we on a certain level, and you be an individual, and you're not there, you're not there. Okay, you bet. <laughs> 
Come on, Jeff. Come on with it. What happens? Let's be real, Jeff. Uh, you have to come back. No, but I, I still have like a few more questions. Talk to me. You got me. You got me. I'm, I'm good. Okay. So I've been thinking, I don't know if you know about Danny Lay, this rapper. Yeah. Um, But she had a line in one of her songs. I have not heard it. Uh-huh. But the lyric to the song was um, he won a yellow bone or something like that. And basically this lyric in her song set off alarms across black America, Mm -hmm. specifically with black women. And they dragged her across social media um, and referencing her colorism Mm -hmm. and dating. I've experienced uh, colorism where I was, you know, rejected because of my skin tone. Mm. And so I was just wondering if that's something that um, you've seen or heard about. Do you think uh, colorism affects black dating? Um, I do. I think it's a it's a it's a concept. But I, I mean, I'll be completely honest. Uh, me and my wife have a, a funny, funny story. Uh, like we were kind of like in that courting stage, but it was like early on. Um, but, um, I was at a talk, we were at a talk together and like question was brought up to me about kind of like the, how that piece or like what your type is or something like that, uh, to have an effect. And, um, I kind of mentioned like, you know, a lot of my relationships have been with women who were like, um, yellow bone, I guess in this situation, in this, in this context, um, kind of full figure women, things like that. And she was kind of like taken aback, like what like you know but i was trying to explain to her my situation was one i wasn't saying like that was the only thing that i was ever attracted to but i also had a concept of thinking like the women that have been around in my life have all kind of fit that type of mode so when i think about beautiful women i'm thinking about you know my mom my sister aunts you know things like that they all kind of fit that most of when i'm thinking about you know, how I identify as a, what a beautiful woman is and I'm comparing it to that, then that was coming to some of the things that it seemed like innately I was kind of going after. Not saying that that's what all I was looking for. Prime example, because I'm married to a chocolate woman, you know, she's beautiful. So it's not like the end all be all. But I think as a community, we do fight that. And I think that's on both sides because um, I think, you know, it's a lot of times where I've been labeled as well too for being yellow, I guess, whatever the case is, even though I think I'm caramel, I'm more of a brown person <laughs> is what I think, but you know, some people might yellow, but uh, uh, I'm just like, what the type of individual I am just based off of how I look. And, you know, and so it's it's not a good feeling at all, you know, and I think it goes both sides, both men and women. Um, I believe it is a, a problem that we have um, and that we need to have conversations about, honestly, and I think um, a lot of it kind of attributes to media as well, too. And I think that, that was, those are things that are slowly beginning to change um, within our generation, which I really, really appreciate, is those opportunities to see more um, chocolate-colored women on on TV and on newspapers and on, you know, modeling campaigns and things like that to show their beauty. And I think we need more of that, and that is what's going to kind of help us as a community to kind of remove this, but also the teachings as well, too. Like, I think that teaching um, our youth that, you know, the African diaspora is 
vast. And so you could have somebody that is looks like they're white to somebody with, you know, dark skin, things like that. And that's the beauty of who we are as individuals and loving all of that is what's um, what's important in this space. Right. No, um, I agree. I think more imagery and representation is always going to be needed. But I think even more so what is necessary is for Black men, um, no matter the skin tone, to embrace specifically um, browner, darker skin Black women. And, um, you know, especially if you're on social media platforms and things like that, it's from what I've experienced, it's been you know, black women exalting black women. Mm. And so what I think we need to see is yes, the the added imagery of uh black women, but also black men embracing and doting on black women. Because when I think about black men who are celebrities, black men who are in the public, I mean you have to you usually see them with women who are sometimes racially ambiguous Mm -hmm. or they are light skinned. Mm -hmm. And so you may not be saying anything verbally, but what you're showing to the world is that you are, you know, exalting someone um, who doesn't eat, who doesn't share your same, maybe your same complexion or your same um, background. Um, I just think we need to see more doting and loving on between black men and black women. I mean, if if I have to think of the few, you know, black celebrities, like when I think of Denzel Washington and his wife, Angela Bassett, um, Gabrielle Union um, versus, you know, (laughs) uh, Future or Kanye West, or, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I feel like there are so many more names I could say. Different. Um, yeah. And so my hope is that we understand the beauty within the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that the Black men who do love Black women, you know, of all shades, can publicly express that. Like, I think... It's no longer enough to be kind, but quiet. Like, you know, now's the time to say it out loud and to be that opposition, that opposing voice and say that we love you. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that at at all. Like, I don't even believe that that should be a hard thing because I believe that black women are the most beautiful things on planet Earth, you know, as a whole. So. For us to not feel the the need to be able to explore that or exalt that is is it's crazy to me to think about. Um, but I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Yeah, it kind of breaks my heart, but I'm hoping that we'll we'll get there. Um, so we'll be teaching the next generation. And hopefully, we can begin to start you know seeing this change as well as teaching our current generation on how to make these changes. I hope so too. Um, for those uh, women that are listening, uh-huh. what are a few signs that you can share um, that men show when they are not interested in you? Now you're going to get me in trouble with all the fellas now. Giving away all the <laughs> secrets now, huh? 
Uh, we need to know. Um, I think it's I think it's really one thing, and it everything else kind of stems from underneath that, if that makes sense. But really, when a a, a man stops uh, pursuing you, like in a way, um, trying to in 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 a space where they are making time for you to be in their life, um, then I believe that's when you begin to start seeing the other signs of, you know, lack of interest. And what I mean by that is just, you know, somebody, I mean, we're, you know, men are, you know, hunters, I guess, by nature, if you want to say that. And so anything that we truly, you know, want and desire, we're going to go get, you know what I mean? And so if that means this, this young lady's in my life and I want her to be a, a part of my life, um, I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that I'm incorporating her into my life. So if that means that I have a heavy work schedule or whatever the case is, um, I'm going to try to carve out time in order for us to spend together because that is an important aspect of my life. And I'm extremely interested in this individual, even if that doesn't mean that I'm able to fully for us to get together, but I send just a, a random, you know, text throughout the day just to say, Hey, I'm thinking about you, things like that, where you can kind of see, that there's a level of interest and that you can pursue that. Um, also just, um, you know, women are smart. Like I believe that women's intuition is the work of God. Like, so you all know when somebody is really investing their energy and their passion into you. And a lot of times, you know, women get those signs early on that they know that it ain't going right. And they, are trying to find every reason or excuse to make it say like, well, he, you know, he did, uh, you know, have to deal with this, this, and this. And I'm not saying you can't be compassionate, but at the same time, you know, you can see when signs and trends continue to happen. And so you'll, you'll know when, when, when a man is not not interested in you in that way anymore. Uh, When you start getting them late night texts, when it's just the, you know, what you're doing, you're doing a night, those joints, if you, if you don't feel comfortable, you know, set telling, you know, whoever it is, whether it's your daughter, your mom, like, hey, yo, somebody calls you at two o'clock in the morning, tells you to come over and you haven't talked to them in a week. That that don't sound too too right. It sounds like this is this is a different mindset. Now, if you're in that same mindset as them, then hey, have a beautiful time. But if not, then you gotta also, you know, reevaluate your your thought pattern on where you want to be and the place that you have in that person's life. If you're not available, if they're not available for you until two o'clock in the morning, is that somebody mm. that you really wanna is that somebody that you really wanna be with or be investing your, your time and your energy, which is valuable as well. You better preach, Jeff. You better preach. You, let them know. Let them know. Okay. And what you said about intuition is real. Like we know we, you can feel it. And um, if you start making too many excuses or, you know, you're wondering if you're wondering if someone's interested, I usually take that as, I, I just assume it's enough. Mm-hmm. We have a communication barrier too, that we sometimes can't articulate you know, those, those feelings or that we're kind of out of the situation, which is, which is bad on our part. Um, but and so with that, we begin to start doing things to make, make you kind of like, kind of get the picture, but like without having to kind of tell you and like making it seem like you just walked away on your own. Like I didn't tell you to leave. You, you just wanted to leave. Like that's crazy comment, but um, we got to be better as men and be men and stand up to, you know, what our situations and how we're feeling. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being invested in something for a, a time period 
and realizing that it no longer, you know, may be that anymore. And it's okay to say, say that and be be comfortable enough to walk away with that from that situation or be real. Like we kind of circled back to the beginning of what we talked about when it came down to honesty and communication, being upfront with what your intentions are and standing firm by that. Um, instead of running around doing all kind of other stuff that I won't call derogatory names towards. But <laughs> <laughs> and you, I think you said it well enough. Um, there, you you can recognize the signs. You have intuition, um, and ultimately, you know, like when someone is is pulling away, when someone is pulling back. Um, so if someone's showing you those signs, you know, you know how you should be operating, right? So you're smart, you know, you, you see the signs. So I just wanted to emphasize that. Um, now Jeff got married, I guess some would say relatively young. Um, shoot, how old were you, Jeff? I got engaged at 24 and I was married at 26. Okay. I was about to say 25. Okay. Yes. So for some that might be, you know, young, like you still got a lot to to do young man. Um, But Jeff is ready. And so how did you know you were ready to get married? I think for me, it was the, it was the individual that determined that for me. And so, um, I met my wife at it was what 19, 20 years old. Um, and so she just brought something that was different than the other women that I had dated before. Like she she brought a level of um elegance, a level of power, a level of strength, um, determination, um, and a level of drive that I had to experience in other in other women. And her care and passion for me was just different. You know what I mean? And so um, when you find an individual like that at such a young age, it's it's very easy to run from it um, and say, oh, hold up now. Like, this ain't what I should be doing right now, right? I should be be this. But in my mind, um, I wouldn't be able to live with myself not fully exploring it and seeing what happens. Um, than to worry about the rest of my life if she was the one that got away. You know what I'm saying? And so I, you know, chose to take that, you know, dive with her. Um, and, and shoot, yeah, I was like 11 years ago and then continue to work toward that. So um, that's 11 years, 365 days of the year, 366 on the leap years, every single, <laughs> every single day. <laughs> so I was able to to do that. But I think for me, uh, also, one of the things that kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier about examples, um, for me, I think it was easier to be able to do that because my mom and my dad were together, you know, when they were 16 years old, they got together. And so they were in this space where I've kind of seen how two people, what happens when two people can like grow together, like in, in the space and in that relationship and learn from one another and grow and develop into something. And I believe that they built both me and my sister with those those abilities as well too. So I, I had never been in the space of like feeling peer pressured or anything like that. I never have been an individual where I hid like my relationship like that. Like everybody knew that I was in a loving relationship and I displayed that in any 
PDA formats that I possibly could. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, and I was especially because, you know, we were at the kind of like the start of the social media era and stuff like that, too. So um, it was something that I always knew that I, I wanted, like seeing my dad be the great husband and father that he was. You know, I always wanted to be that man as well, too, following his footsteps. And so being um, being with that and I think knowing that and knowing that that was something that I wanted, I needed a mate in order to share that with. And so knowing that I found somebody that uh, I could see that being and working and growing towards that, um, that's how I kind of knew I was ready. It was more of the individual than really it was um, like, hey, I'm going to get married this year. It was more of like when it came down to that part, it was more because I in my in my mindset, I like date or like court with anticipation, anticipation for marriage. Like I don't play I don't play games like I'm not just like trying things out just for fun. Like that's why I feel like that dating phase is for uh, once we move into that relationship piece. I'm really thinking that this is something that I think can last for a long time. And so I took that, you know, momentum and and wrote that out with, you know, my wife and um here we are, you know, like I said, 11 years later, four, almost five years in in marriage. That's beautiful. I love that. And um, I love your parents. And they crazy. Um, they crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they crazy. Them dollyos. Um, But we love them. We love um, to see their love. And being that you have watched them and you know of their their journey and now that you're on your own marriage journey um what are the benefits of marriage for you um i think that 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 building is something that's extremely beautiful for me to know that you have somebody that is locked in you know side by side through good or bad um to helping to build something and create your own your own legacy um in the sense of your family and your dynamic and knowing that you have a partner, a partner to do that with. Um, this world can be extremely cruel um, a lot of times. And a lot of times we can find a lot of people who feel like they're in spaces where they're all alone. But knowing that you have an individual by your side um, working with you as a partner and a tag team to to conquer the things that life throws at you is something that is um, completely amazing. And I think I found that out in her extremely young we were probably maybe who maybe three four months into our like relationship and my grandmother had passed away and she was like out of town ish in a way um that weekend when it happened and i don't know how it happened but she was like back and like with me in a matter of like hours like i didn't even know how it was even possible for her to do it but knowing that you got somebody when you went through one of the most rough you know the roughest times of your life of having to deal with something and knowing that you have somebody that's there to support you and comfort you in those times of need and knowing that she's always going to be there. And like, she is vowed and committed to that. Um, when you have your good days, your bad days, whatever it is, um, when y'all both are having your good and bad days, but knowing that they're in it for the long haul is something that um, some people like search the world for, you know what I'm saying? And so I've been extremely blessed to be able to find that at such a young age Um and be able to have built that for such a, for such a long time. And I look forward to, you know, the rest of our lives together. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, and she crazy. I'm so happy. And she crazy. <laughs> so I, 
listen don't come for her like that because you crazy okay i you the crazy one too listen i've seen your wife (laughs) elegant and classy okay and crazy and crazy so you got it crafted crazy that's what that is (laughs) well y'all are the perfect match um so thank you for for sharing that um we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with our uh, epiphanies. So stay tuned. Look forward to it. And now we're back from our break. And now it's time to share our um, epiphanies. So what is a dating epiphany? I mean, it could be something that you've already shared that you want to reemphasize, or it can be something new. <laughs> okay, dating epiphany. I'm going to combine the two. I'm going to tell you a story about uh, me and my wife uh, and then our dating space or whatever. So um, first date that we went on ever, you know, I'm thinking, now mind you, we're in college, so the money ain't extremely long, but... Uh, or long at all, honestly. Um, and so, trying to you know make the ends meet and make it you know make it, you know make her feel you know like she's you know wanted and that I'm interested and everything like that. So, I go pick her up, but there's a new like a mall like movie like mall development with that has like a new movie theater and a lot of like outdoor dining and all kind of other stuff that uh, was just built up. And so, my wife is from the Bay, and so she you know it's kind of new out to LA and things like that. So I'm thinking. I'm going to uh, take her, you know, somewhere nice, somewhere different. And so I'm, um, I do that. Everything was great on the date. Had an amazing time. Everything like that. Um, and then I don't know when it was. I think it might have been like a year or maybe a year and a half later or so. Um, I realized that in her mind, she thought that I was taking her out because it was a little drive. It was maybe like 20, 30 minutes. Um, she thought that I was taking her all the way out there because I was trying to hide her from from women here. <gasps> <Something like that. sighs> so my epiphany to the fellas out there is to you want to go on the first day, just take them to the Magic Johnson Theater. Um, oh, you better stop. You better stop. You're canceled. You're fired. <laughs> this interview is over. Don't do anything. Out of the ordinary, try to separate yourself from the other people that they might be dating. Just keep it real simple and just hope for the best. <laughs> Listen, I have never, I have never opposed anyone's epiphany, <laughs> but I'm gonna do that today, gentlemen. Especially here in LA, don't take her to the uh, Magic Johnson Theater. Okay, don't do that. Even though not- I will say, it's nice over there now. It's nice now. It's nice now. So you know what? I I take that back. I take that back. The Magic Johnson Theater is nice now. Back in the day, it was questionable. Um, but yes, that's so funny. She's like, you trying to hide me? Was literally in the car and like told me like we passed like five theaters on the way out there. I was like, are you serious? Right? Serious <laughs> with me? She was like, yeah, but she was trying to hide me. So I was like, come on now. And I was like, it's just funny because I was like, too, I'm glad she told me that later on down the line. She didn't tell me like that night or the next day because, uh, yeah, we may not be here 11 years later. Who knows? Ooh. Who knows? Lordy. 
that is listen. This is a funny story that we always like. We always sit back and laugh about, like, um, just reminiscing on like times like that. It's just it's, it's funny to see like when you're able to grow, and that's kind of like going back into the whole married being married piece is like to have somebody that you can share those stories with um, like that for the rest of your life. And you had those memories of, you know, growing up and things like that together is something that is extremely beautiful. And so um, I guess my true epiphany for everybody would really just be is um, love will find you, you know what I'm saying? And the right love will find you. And the moment that you start trying to chase love is the moment you get yourself into situations where you're not being loved. And so um, just trust love, trust the process and know that uh, what's meant for you is meant for you. So Jeffrey, every part of my spirit wants to holla, (laughs) but I don't want to interrupt the audio, but every part of me wants to holler. I got my toe tapping. I'm like, don't say nothing, Bethany. Don't mess up this audio, girl. But that is, oh, that is so that just hit me that just really resonated with me um because we do we have this idea of chasing it Mm -hmm. we do because we we fear that it's not going to come and i've definitely had those fearful moments those doubting moments um especially now as i'm getting older um and so that just really come on pasa come on you know i'm saying if i'm out here chasing something that's not meant for me you know, the the one that is and that's looking for me, I'm no longer making myself available for that moment. You know what I mean? So uh, once again, going back to intuition, like, you know, when, when things are right or it's going in the right direction, but the moment that it's not and you realize that, then you got to open yourself back up to be able to accept that real love. Mm, mm, mm. Dang it, Jeff, that makes me want to ask another question, but I'm not going to do it. You're, you're going to come back. Two, you're yeah. going to come Part back two. because that's we're, we're definitely having part two because that just kicked off in here for there. She could probably cancel everything else that I said. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Uh I don't like that. We should just end it there. Like my epiphany is not what that was. Um <laughs> my epiphany was just pretty simple. It's just that um when you're dating, get an understanding of what it is that you really want. Um, do you want a relationship? Do you prefer to, you know, rock solo? Um, figure out what you want right now um, and just move from there. Um, the clearer you are, I think, about what it is that you want, you know, the, the better off you'll be the universe can provide you with what it is that you want when you're, you know, clear. Um, and also the, the other epiphany is being single doesn't mean that you're alone. And I wish we could reframe our thinking about that. Say that again. Um, single does not equate to being alone. Um, I am single, um, but I do not feel alone. Um, I have so much uh, love around me. I have so many good people around me. Um, Even if I don't, you know, see everyone every day or talk to everyone every day, I know the pandemic has been, you know, stressful and it has put a strain on all types of relationships. Um, 
but I don't feel alone. So I really want um, men and women to rephrase that thinking. So instead of saying that you're alone, you are single, right? You are romantically single. Um, that's it. You are not incomplete. You are whole. And um, the person that you're looking for or the person that will you will meet along your journey is there to add to the good life that you have to the good person that you already are. Um, so that's my epiphany. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Listen, I had to follow it up because you came with a good one. Uh, you came with a good one. Um, but I want to thank you, Jeff, for joining me in conversation and allowing me to ask you all these questions because some of the questions some of the questions were not the, you know, questions that I had told you I wanted to ask. They just came while we were talking. Communication. That's what communication is right there. It's the... yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I thank you for, you know, allowing me to pick your brain. You're someone um, who I, as I said before, respect, I admire, and I'm just so proud of. I'm just so proud of you. Um and grateful for you. Nah, nah. And um, truly blessed to have you in my life. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for having me. Um, I hope your listeners don't uh, turn you off because I was on here talking crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm, it's, a, it's an honor to be here. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, for those who are listening, if you want to follow Jeff and you know follow him along his journey, you know he has his IG. His IG is at JMD underscore five um the number five i will leave that information in the description um and happy valentine's day to everyone um yes um move forward with positivity everybody stay safe stay sane stay prayed up and um i'll be back with another episode of my weekly epiphany peace Hey friends, thanks for listening. Please tune in every Monday for a new episode of My Weekly Epiphany. You can learn more about me at bethanyepiphany.com or follow me on Instagram at beepiphany. That's B-E-P-I-F-A-N-I. Until next time, friends, peace and blessings.